You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. And I'm Bonnie Playlock. Well, as we ended 2023 and have moved on to 2024, we thought it might be a good time to review, to contemplate, to meditate. Post eggnog, it's easy to speed forward with gusto and juice cleanse your system from all the holiday indulgence. And if you're future oriented, you likely love planning, goal setting, and getting stoked about what lies ahead. But we thought it might be a good idea just to take a moment and suggest you ease your foot onto the brake for a day or two and give yourself some space and freedom to reflect on the past year. The writer of Proverbs puts it this way, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Mm. So God is letting us in on a secret here. We can get a glimpse into our hearts when we look at our lives. How are we spending our time, our money? What are we thinking about and what are we ignoring? These are just some of the things you can ask yourself or your family as you close out the old year and ring in the new. Yep. And because we want to live what we teach on this podcast, we thought we'd ask ourselves these questions as we reflect on what 2023 has meant to us. So thanks to the art of simple for providing the list that we are using today. The, the idea is to do these questions maybe on New Year's Eve with your friends or your spouse or as you just reflect. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it we was do, a good exercise. David and I do a lot of, we've done the 7Fs podcast mm -hmm. and we do a lot of planning ahead, but this is a nice little addition to the forging ahead. The looking back. The, re the reflecting. Finding some glimmers from the past year. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was a good exercise too. And even if you didn't do it on New Year's Eve, I mean, you can do it any kind of date night. It's kind of an interesting. It's a, it's a great, you could take these um, questions and like spread them out over a week's worth of couch times. A yeah. couple of date nights. Yeah. So 20 questions, Bonnie. Yep. Okay, here we go. What was the single best thing that happened this past year? Okay, I hate superlative questions. <laughs> I, I like, what's your favorite this? What's okay, right off thing? the bat, we're like, okay, we're going to change I'm the I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> I broke the rules and I went and found my favorite thing from every month. Okay. All right, so... Um, January, we took a family Christmas trip to the Grand Cayman. Super splurgy, fantastic fun. And we also started our own business. I've already cheated twice because that's two things in January. <laughs> but those were big. I'm going to cut you off. Here that was big. Um, and then I'm skipping ahead to March. Cheyenne, our dear friend, got married in El Salvador and we got to go to her wedding. And I spoke with Houston at a mother-son retreat in Pennsylvania. Warmed my heart. In April, we went to the best concert we've ever been to. Jamie Cullum at the Scoot Inn in Austin, Texas. And we found out we're having another granddaughter that month. <laughs> and then May, we really started to train regularly in deliverance prayer, as well as learning about something called workplace prayer. More on that in the most challenging thing question coming up in a minute. Our pool was finished in July. And then I got to speak with you uh, in August and in September. Super fun. And I got to speak at our own church in August as well. And then I, I took a trip to Charleston, South Carolina with my mom, my daughter, my daughter-in-law in October. 
And then in November, I stepped way out of my comfort zone to go to a women's retreat um, outside of D.C. And I also got to pray for a formal, former student of mine to get into Joel Salatin's Polyface Farm intern program. And I got the text that he made it in. Yay! He wrote a paper for me when um, he was an English student of mine, like that this is his like dream way of farming. That was like his life dream. And so when I heard he was like applying to get in, I was like, I'm on it. Oh, that's so cool. I'm on it in prayer. Favor, favor, favor. Love I knew he, they'd be crazy not to take him. I, I knew he'd get in. And then we did a staycation with our kids after Thanksgiving. That was way too long. That was supposed to just be one thing. <laughs> but... <laughs> So yeah. many things. Yeah, you failed that. <laughs> you failed it, and you and you aced it because it was awesome. It so was, many awesome things. It was so fun to to go back. I've never done that. Yeah. You just scrolled through my iPhone to see what fun things happened every month. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a more traditionalist, and I have paper calendar still on my wall, so I took mine down mm-hmm. and was kind of flipping through stuff. And I did have more than one thing, but I, I was a I'm a very big rule follower, okay. so I settled with the one. Um, well, maybe a couple. So for me, I had a novel published in December of 2022. It's called Light to the Hills. So 2023 ended up being full of book-related events and activities, which was totally unexpected and very delightful. Um, I ended up speaking at a conference in San Antonio and had several engagements at book groups around the state, Memphis, Nashville, here locally, and got to know a lot of really cool, fun, new folks, people who'd interacted with the words that I'd written, and that was pretty special. I know I could hardly like go to lunch with you. You were all over the country. <laughs> that was fun. It was a, it was a busy year for you in a great way. I'm so excited yeah. for you. All right. Question number two. What was the single most challenging thing that happened? So it was so full of so many happy things. That was an interesting second question. It's interesting what it puts your frame of mind in mm. once you've just like done a joy dump right or joy download (laughs) Um, I decided starting our own business in our early 50s there were so many moving parts and we saw God in so many of the details from just the right building coming available for sale to the big picture and stepping out in faith that leaving a job and all that stability requires right yeah so the single most challenging thing I think um, for me was learning to grow around the grief that I felt after losing my dad in late 21 um, just carrying a lot of grief, I think, in general for family and change and relationships that weren't what I longed for. And then just a couple months ago, we lost my father-in-law unexpectedly and I had to watch my husband go through that same kind of thing in parallel. So it was a pretty tough year. A lot of, lot of challenges emotionally. Yeah, you've had, you have had a very emotional past couple of years. And kudos to you for feeling the feelings and not stuffing them. Oh, I felt the feelings. You're, you're feeling them. <laughs> That's one of you're my... not stuffing them. No, I'm still, they're still there. They're they're pretty much right on the surface. So if you see me and talk to me, well, odds are I'm probably going to cry, but it's what I do now. So it's it's an an interesting change in in our friendship. I'll just look over at you at any given time and you're tearing up. Yeah, well, it's (laughs) it's, blaming it it makes me so happy to see you Mm -hmm. (laughs) on hormones. (laughs) Lots of other things. So, okay. What was an unexpected joy? Oh, finding out Emma was pregnant. So fun, 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 happy, happy. Yes. After. Yes. What about you? Um, I'm probably going to have a lot of the same answers for these after effects of my book launch. So all the people associated with that and getting involved with other writers. That was just fun. That was such a life goal for me to have reached that. It really was. And seeing what unfolded after it was just pretty cool. You worked so hard. I could just be done and be satisfied with that. You did so many hard things too. You... Like you were 
like a sales lady for your book. You had to go to bookstores and yeah, and ask if they'd promote it or There's sell a lot more it to or writing do it. than just writing all you, the yucky stuff all that, that we all hate. Like, oh, I knew you could write a book for sure, for sure. And then I thought, oh, you got to do all this. Yeah, I was so proud of you. Thanks. Way to stretch. Thanks, Nate. Um, okay, an unexpected obstacle. Question number four. What was your unexpected obstacle? Um, how much that emotional state that I was talking about affected my creativity and my productivity. Um, there was like months that I didn't write a word. And it did teach me to be more gentle with myself and be way more okay with emotions coming and going. Um, sort of helping me grow a little bit and then dusting off and getting on with things. So like I said, I'm much more comfortable with tears. That's great. Um, for us, it was the several unexpected hurdles when we started the business. And interestingly, this led us to seek out a team to pray for this, to like pray for our business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they actually do this professionally. We, we hired them like you'd hire a business consultant and things turned around almost immediately. And they have been an a invaluable resource um, to not just say, hey, can you come alongside us in prayer, but to just help us learn how to pray more effectively. Yeah. And, in a different way, in, in a different a context. Different, That's so interesting. Yeah. I, I kind of was like, oh, is that, that feels weird to, to pay someone to pray for me. And then I talked to my neuroscience friend about it. Why did I do that? I don't know. I just ran into her and she was like, well, you know, there's a, a principle of the brain that when you offload a task, you can be more effective um, for the remainder of the tasks at hand. And I was like, yeah, but it's prayer. Right. That's what <laughs> so, I was thinking. So it's not like you're not, it's not like we weren't praying, but we were so overwhelmed mm. at cer uh, this certain juncture, maybe like April, I think it was. It was just so, it's like a flywheel to get it moving. Once it's moving, yeah, like everything's awesome. Like we're doing great. But getting that momentum going back and forth, it felt so helpful to have somebody come alongside and do the heavy lifting on that. Course. Yeah. Team lift. Mm -hmm. I love that and concept. then, yeah. And then release it back to us. So that's what, that was, that's that was my thing. That's mm -hmm. a very interesting one. Okay. So three words to describe this past year. Okay. I said challenges, joy, and intimacy. And I said, trust, healing, and friendship. Oh, so nice. And then the next question, number six, you're supposed to ask your husband or your close friend for three words they would use to describe your year. And so what'd you pick for me? I picked for you growth, softening, <laughs> and celebration. Oh, am I getting softer around you the edges? Are. I'm getting softer around the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. <laughs> That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> and then for you, Bonnie, I picked perseverance, hope, and discovery. Which I love. That's so encouraging. Okay, so then you're next. You're supposed to pick three words for your husband or close friends to describe their year. So yep. what did you pick for David? So for David, oh, I just have two down here. I picked diligence and sacrifice, and he did those. That's pretty many, many, many times Nailed over. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Okay. And for Bob, I picked solidarity, support, and transition. Mm-hmm. So good. Those worked. Okay. And then my favorite category. Oh, me too. <laughs> you know, we love this one. The best books you read in 2023. Oh, I love. Okay. I have done this in the years past where I go back and see what books I've read in the year and just kind of make a list. I love to do that. Yeah. Goodreads has a thing out now where you can put it all in picture form and post it on social media. Oh, you should pretty. have done that. Wrapped up yeah. in a package. Okay. Well, I'm doing, I, uh, here's my list really quick. Unseen Realm by Michael Heiser. He examines the ancient context of scripture, explaining how its supernatural worldview can help us grow in our understanding of God. 
the four habits of joy-filled people, which we'll probably mention later on Mm -hmm. Uh, this year. We're going to do a series. It's how to build habits that fill our lives with greater joy and satisfaction. The Incurables. This was an interesting one. I found it at an estate sale on a bookshelf and just grabbed it. It's written by a surgeon who began to really hear from God about how to help her patients. And Jesus through Middle Eastern eyes. That one's a good one. Kenneth Bailey explains the parables of Jesus. Listen, true confessions here. I, if, if I am thinking about my life and how I've grown in my intimacy with God, I would say God was first, God the Father. I just got him from just a, being a little kid. I love the Old Testament. I love God the Father. Then I got the Holy Spirit in my late 20s into my 30s. I really began to understand what it meant to be intimate with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was my last one, hmm. which is odd because he's the deliverer of the gospel. <laughs> he's the gospel embodied. Kenneth Bailey is my friend here. He oh, really gosh, helped so me mm-hmm. understand these enigmatic parables right. of Jesus. And then um, beginning to pray by Anthony Bloom. He is, or was, he's, since passed. He's a metropolitan bishop of the Russian Orthodox Church who lived his later years in the United Kingdom. And I just loved his advice on how to grow in intimacy with God. You gave that one to me too. And I love that one. I I really loved it. And in the prayer category, God's Transmitters by Hannah Hernard. She's, you might recognize her name. She's the author of Heinz Feet on High Places. In this little bitty book, it's about 70 pages long, she writes about prayer making us transmitters and conductors of God's light and life and love for others. So empowering. That was another great one that you loaned me, and I loved it, too. I didn't put it on my list because you did, but it could have been on mine. Okay, great. Now tell me yours. Okay, mine were All the Broken Places by John Boyne. It's a sequel to The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Fiction. Of course, you know I'm going to pick fiction. I know. I'm You're just... so heady and theological, and I'm just picking little stories over here, but that's okay. That's <laughs> well, okay. I, I'm, I've usually only been fiction, so this is a new road for me. <laughs> All right. And then I have Above the Waterfall by Ron Rash. He's one of my favorite Appalachian writers. He always has a great story with great characters. And then I also copied you and said The Unseen Realm by <laughs> Michael Heiser, because we're doing that in a book room, and it's like, What? <laughs> is happening if you haven't read that book it will blow your mind it, it really will <laughs> blow your mind and so that's all I had because my focus was kind of off this year I couldn't concentrate and read long lengthy things like I could in the past but yeah, those you, were some good ones you are one of the fastest typists and readers you I ever did know ever <laughs> so yeah we're going to give you a pass on a really hard okay, year thank you yeah no, we'll no problem year. at all all right um, who number nine who are our most valuable relationships with Well, mine were my family, from continuing a relationship with my adult children to building one with my granddaughter, Dottie Lou, and with David, of course. I love what Jordan Peterson says about marriage. You're vowing to stay, that you won't walk away. And what I'm finding in this third decade of marriage is that there's so many unexpected treasures from just staying. So much shared history, so much comfort in having that person who won't walk away even as you reveal your heart to yourself and to them, which is mm. freaking scary. I love that. That is just so beautiful and rarer and rarer today. And I totally agree with you. We talked about that before. Totally agree with you about that experience. Um, and to top off that list, my prayer mentors, Mike and Michelle, who were super important, as is my relationship to you, Bobby, and our friends, Don and Jeremy. Aww. I'm so blessed. Thanks. See, here I am. She's tearing up. Tearing up. <laughs> I again. love it. Over so here. sweet. 
<laughs> All right. I would say my most valuable relationships were with my family as well. Um, when troubles hit your core family unit, it kind of makes you reevaluate what it is you love and value about those closest to you, what you're willing to sacrifice or suffer through for them. And there are so many permutations of relationships when your family grows. It's not you and your spouse only and your relationship with your children only. It's their relationships with one another and your relationships with new additions. So there's just a lot of mixing and matching in there. Um, and the heart's capacity is endless and varied. Uh, it doesn't just stop with the one or your core family mm-hmm. unit. And I just think that's cool. It is cool. And it is, um, it's a, uh, it's a landscape that I didn't see being so mysterious to me. Mm. It is somewhat mysterious. Well, yeah. You the know, when you have that, the you have a child and then you have the second child mm-hmm. and you're always worried. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can love that second child. Like I love the first one. It was just so enormous, but you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know how you just do. And yeah, with every new addition, with every new grandchild or every new um, in-law or whatever, it just gets bigger and bigger. That's right. So beautiful. All right. What was your biggest personal challenge from January to December of 2023, Bonnie? Uh, multiple exercises of trust. Um, trust in others. Trust in God to be faithful. Trust in God to carry things and me not having to, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, trust in confiding things to other people instead of just keeping it all to myself. Yeah. Being real. Yeah. Mine was prayer. I, I was talking to your husband about this because I I told him I was compelled probably back as, as far back as 2018. I felt like God was just pointing out books on healing and prayer. God was like, buy this book, buy that book, buy that book. I don't mean I have like a actual voice outside my head. It was just, they kept coming to my attention. Right. And so I was buying them, buying them, reading, 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 reading. And then COVID. And there was, that was a huge pause, right? And I kind of felt like 2023 was all those years of reading and kind of trying on my own. I even like in 2020, late 2020, or was it 2021? I just paid somebody to teach me to pray. I paid for prayer mentoring. And there were phone calls, group calls and one-on-ones and emails and books and things like that. And um, I was 50 years old. I'm like, well, I wish I'd learned that when I was 20, right? And so for me, when I reflect on 2023, if you think back to the books I just mentioned, so many of them were on prayer. Mm -hmm. And But I wasn't just reading about prayer. I was actually praying with people. And so that was... That was a huge new learning curve. And I had to kind of be okay with being awkward at it. Yeah. Small beginnings. Mm-hmm. What is the first that Do God Do not blesses? despise small beginnings. Yeah. Yes. I love that. So that was mine. So good. Okay. In what ways did you grow emotionally? Well, you're over here crying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is secret <laughs> and no, not to be shared with the audience. But Okay. Uh, I would say that I'm more willing to show a variety of emotions, 100%. admit that I have them, uh, more able and less embarrassed by that piece of myself. Although I do wish I could be a beautiful crier oh. instead of looking like I've been 
beaten punched in the, in the face. face. Yeah, yeah, punched in the face, but which is why we had our wedding pictures made before the ceremony. Never to be. That's just yeah, I get the big red nose and all that. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I grew more in my love for myself and for others. I did a 30-day joy challenge that I thought was really helpful in changing how I think. I've Gratitude's always kind of been a weaker muscle for me. Hmm. Uh, what was that book in the early 2000s? Everybody was loving it. When All the young moms. We were, we were young moms then. <laughs> it was a gift. Gra- yes, The Thousand Gifts. Yes. Yeah. I was. I remember getting that book and thinking, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever read in my life." Ooh, maybe you need to revisit that <laughs> so one. So I did not do that book. Okay. I read maybe three pages of that book, and it's it's probably long gone out of our library. I probably gave it away, but here I am. I'm still working on it. See, and this one, this this uh, four habits of joy filled people really did help me, and and I I think I've been able to give myself a lot more grace and give others more slack and more grace. Good. I, I think I told you, I refuse to fill in the blanks on people. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Right. That's what I meant. No more softening. I'm, I'm not Adjective feeling earlier. I'm, if I don't know what's going on, I'm not filling in the blanks. Yeah. I think that's just a mark of maturity. I mm. think. Okay. In what ways did you grow spiritually? Well, let me guess. <laughs> Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much it, which is not just talking. It's also listening. Okay, so that's what I would say. For me, it was um, hearing, learning how to really hear. Yeah. God, and giving some pause to that other side of the conversation instead of me just, you know, spilling it all out is to give some pause and to wait for an answer. Um, learning to trust and wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having a willingness to be changed. I think yeah. That's big. Yeah. All right. Question 13 is, in what ways did we grow? Physically, well, I got fluffier. I was gonna say I grew five more pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, I Yay. stepped on the scale this morning. Yay for me! Okay. Um, uh, yoga. I did pick up yoga probably actually in twenty twenty two. I'm 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 paying for it. I'm outsourcing it if I don't think I can really do it mm-hmm. on my own. And so I have a yoga instructor, and so I am paying a little bit more attention to my body and how it responds to the emotions I'm feeling. I would echo that too. That's a good point. So like low back pain that I had in my 30s and 40s was not just low back pain. Right. <laughs> yeah. Could it Anxi- be? Anxiety. Other stuff? Anger. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How did you grow in your relationships with others? This was an interesting one as I reflected on it because... We had a big pool project that put hospitality on hold for several months, which, you know, is like a deep joy for me. But um, I just could not muster the emotional energy to do that in the midst of the chaos. So I knew this about myself. And so after several moves, you know, with all the boxes and everything, so I knew Mm -hmm. I needed to do it, but I still missed it. Um, Despite that, I did grow in my relationship with my grown kids and their spouses, especially my daughter-in-law, Kate, and with Emma. Hanging out with the girls is a joy. I didn't have much of my life growing up because I was surrounded by brothers mm-hmm. and boy cousins. And so, yay for girl time. It makes me so happy. I grew in prayer with others and I made some new friends who were farther down the path than I am. I'm looking at you, Mike and Michelle. Awesome. That's great. Okay. With my relationships, I reconnected with some old friends in some truly beautiful ways, despite the circumstances that began that reconnection. Um, this is the first year, too, that we've had our daughter-in-law really with us since they're not traveling all around. And so it's been fun spending time with her and getting to know her better. She's delightful. 
She's very low key. Very. very Y'all play tennis together. I'm not sure what she thinks of her. No, no, no. <laughs> no, she is a tennis instructor. So she operates the ball machine for me <laughs> while I alone on the other side of the court whack balls to get frustration out oh, of my system. Okay. Okay. We That's do not a- play tennis <laughs> in any sense of the word. That's awesome. Like, so she's teaching you? Well, kind of. She's attempting. Uh, I love that. She's got a long way to go. Oh, me. Okay, number 15. What was the most enjoyable part of your work, both professionally and at home? Okay, so for me, it was creating that beautiful outdoor space for our family to share with others for work. Speaking engagements are always challenging, but so much fun. So I personally want to get a fresh word from God for each time I speak. So that always takes faith to wait and not reuse a bunch of stuff that I've done before. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. So for me, I would say for home, um, opening our home to somebody who just is a temporary landing spot. It's kind of a risk to share your space for a long term, but it wasn't even a question whether we were going to do it or not. And I really loved the unexpected additional connection that it added to our lives uh, with work, getting some unexpected and fun speaking engagements as a result of this podcast, which is just nuts to me. It's nuts. But Invite us. So fun. We'll yeah. come see you. We will. We'll come talk to and you. Dawn is our fabulous trip coordinator, <laughs> planner person. We got invited to speak in upstate New York and... I was trying to plan that trip and make arrangements for the flights and find an Airbnb. And I was just like, Dawn, help. I need, I need a friend to help. And I was like, by the way, you want to just come? Yeah, just come on. It was, so, it was awesome. So like we have an agent. We'll travel. Yeah. <laughs> Invite us. You can totally afford us. Trust me. Yep. Yep. 16. What was the most challenging part of your work, both professionally and at home? Well, living with the construction. Yep. Uh, it makes me like I'm forced to stay in the moment and compartmentalize so I can seize a little joy. <laughs> it doesn't have to be all perfectly perfect for me to be out at the pool. They were finishing construction around me. So I was like <laughs> okay. my lounger. Sorry. <laughs> and um, for work, for David and I, our work was le- just learning to trust God in the trials and the triumphs. And despite the fairly large obstacles early on, we had our most successful year as a financial advisor the very first year that's so that's awesome yeah um for us we built a little apartment at the end of our driveway this year so we also had construction half the year and that was a super fun project which i'm so grateful for because of all the ways that we can potentially use that space but i was glad to see the blue porta potty leave the driveway absolutely and then (laughs) here here (laughs) for work just focus 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 that was so challenging being a writer is it's so if you've never really tried to just sit down and write, you don't, you can't appreciate how hard it is to get something down onto the page. You have the, to ratchet the, your brain down with some like seriously heavy straps <laughs> and make yourself sit there. It's hard. It, it is. It is. It's a, it's, it's a hard, fun thing. I mean, I think it's such, even if you're not a quote writer, I think it's such a great muscle to try to exercise mm. because it's a different way of communicating. Yes. And it just makes you a better communicator in general. I I would agree with that. All right. 17, the single biggest time waster in your life this past year. Ugh, mine was social media. Yeah. I got to get my phone under control. Sunday morning when the screen time notification pops up. I I cringe. that little notification. It's so rude. (laughs) I always like justify it. Well, I had a recipe open for a really long time. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. Uh, for us, it's probably TV in the evenings. A certain time of day, we just kind of shut down and 
put our series is on that we're binging. Yeah. But um, I'm also counting that as some just time that we enjoy together. So that's not the total time waster that it is. I know. I, I always, when we sit down and watch TV and I have these kind of thoughts like you're thinking, I think, well, if we lived in the pioneer days, someone would have to sit at the piano and play or, or light the candle and, and read. read a book. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that yeah. screen sometimes. Right. I just yeah, need to have the that. right balance. Everything in moderation, including moderation. All right. Number 18. What was the best way you used your time this past year, Bonnie? Oh, I think having groups in our home regularly to connect and share with. We've had, um, we've got small groups and um, we had a different sort of trial basis group we were doing for a while on kind of mind, body, spirit sort of stuff, which was Oh, yeah. That was a fun 2023 thing. I don't think everybody Um, thought it was super fun, but. I really loved the woo-woo it stuff. It was just different. Yeah, it was, yeah different. it was different. And then travel and dinners with friends. I didn't get much time with my extended family, but that's on the docket for this year. What about you? Well, yeah, mine was definitely time with friends and family. I love our themed dinners with y'all and the Harrisons. So we, we pick a country and we all cook a food from that country and get together and usually pray together mm-hmm. at the end. And the food's always weird and the fellowship's always great. Um, days by the pool, my D group meetings with my mom's. Prayer nights for friends and family with them. That's all. It's about the people yeah, in my life. It really is. Simple, simple mm-hmm. things. Learning that more and more. Okay. What was the biggest thing that you learned this past year? Well, you know mine. It's going to be prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer is at least in many ways standing in the gap between God and a hurting world. As Hannah Hernard put it in... Uh, her book, an intercessor is one who is in such vital contact with God and with others that he's like a live wire closing the gap between the saving power of God and those who have been cut off from that power. I love the way she put that. Mm. It makes so much sense to me. Faith brings me in contact with Jesus and love brings me in contact with those for whom I pray. So you're, it's like an electrical circuit that you're just closing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see that little power go bzzzt, yep. right through to the other person. That's yep. very cool. Yep. You're just the portal. Yep. Um, okay. I think the biggest thing I learned was that doing your own work can have a timeline impact. And what I mean by that is that when you heal and renounce things in your own life, it can have an energetic ripple effect backwards and forwards to your past and your future and to generations before and after you. And that just kind of rocked my world a little bit, but I saw so many connections this year backwards and forwards that, um, yeah, just a lot of things became clear. That was good. And I've always thought about in this vein of thought, you know, God is outside of time. Time is a dimension. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I hear someone ask me to pray for something and it's past the time, I just throw that Yeah. I just lob that prayer up to God and go, can you go back and insert that? (laughs) Right. Insert that. I mean, why not? Before that event, please. Yeah. <laughs> As this incense rises before you in the throne room. Why not? I'm gonna, don't I'm, box him in. I'm not. I'm trying don't, not to. Yeah. Don't constrain. You do way more than you trying think. not to. All right. And this one was create a phrase or statement that describes the past year for you. These are such good questions. I want to do this every year. Well, for me, I got an email from Amy Joy Lykosh in November of 2023 that kind of sums up how the year was for us. And the phrase that I'm going to use from that email is, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. 
She was referring to the book The Dip by Seth Godin. And the idea is that when you start something new, you begin with enthusiasm. Yay, something new. But then the reality of the task at hand hits us in the face. And that's the dip. What was once thrilling is now distressing. Your initial enjoyment wears off and you muddle your way forward in a swirl of incompetence and frustration. <laughs> Never felt that well, Don't we all love feeling incompetent and frustrated? <laughs> a backyard project that took one year? Definitely the first half of 2023 felt like a dip. Deliverance prayer? Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Opening a new business? Exciting, exhilarating. And then the dip. And yet we sought wise counsel and help and we persisted. And by God's direction, we walked up and out of that dip. So family situations, tending friendships, experiences at church, each of those had a dip. So Amy Joy reminded me that sometimes we do all we know to do. And yet it doesn't seem to make a difference. And if anything, it feels like it's getting worse. And that's not fun. But that's also part of the call to be faithful. She prayed at the end of that email. And I thought it was worth repeating. Lord, sometimes the life of faith is compared to a walk. But in the book of Ephesians, Paul says, having done all to stand. And sometimes all we can do is stand our ground. And yet, even though that's not moving forward, it's still something. Hmm. More than something. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. That was my phrase. Hmm. That's really, really good. I'm going to go back and listen to that and chew on that some more. For me, a good friend and I have joked that we were going to have t-shirts made for this past year, and I was going to just say, oh, shoot, 2023, (laughs) because, (laughs) I mean, thing after thing, so many less than stellar things happen for us all at once. So that, in part, is flippant, but in order to put in an effort to be positive, I'm going to say something from a prayer that I have been praying, and that is protect my hope. When we are in a tough season and feel ready to give up again and again, hope is the thing that that's the thing that's actually under attack and needs reinforcements. And um, God has been merciful enough to do that for me repeatedly this past year, breathing new life into a hope that sometimes seems to have flatlined. And he does it every mm. time again and again. Oh, I'm going to cry. That's so good. It's <laughs> really good. So we hope this has been helpful for you. So maybe you'll take some time to honor this past year by celebrating your joys, mourning your losses, and shaking your head at the wonder of it all. Isn't it amazing that another year has passed? And so the earth goes round and round, about to orbit once more. Hmm. And whatever you're going to do to celebrate, or whatever you have done to celebrate, the first few weeks of a new year are a great time for reflection. A whole year has passed since the last one. You are a year older, but are you a year wiser? Good question to Mm. ask. Good. Check out our resources we'll on our ha- website. We'll have this list Yep, on there. So you can just print it off if you want. And go get your questions. Mm-hmm. Um, just ask your mom.com and take si- five seconds to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on and share us with your friends and family. And send us those topic suggestions. It's a new year. We'd love to talk about them. Just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, just ask, ask Your Mom. mom.